0: being patient with yourself understanding that if you're stressed you are living in the past you're worried Mm -hmm. about what you did wrong in the past if you're anxious you are trying to get a hold of the future you know you're being impatient about what could go wrong in the future so my advice is have tell yourself no it's okay to have done this this way
1: You're listening to Foreign Founders, where we tell stories of immigrant and international founders who are working tirelessly to shape the future. We share stories of their upbringing, culture, and background, and explore the companies and products they're building. We want to highlight these founders because these are stories that are often not told. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Foreign Founders. Today, I'm really excited to have... Two founders on the show, Daniela and Michelle Suarez. They are two Latina immigrant sisters from Peru who have embarked on a mission to empower the world to naturally conquer stress and anxiety by guiding them towards balanced calmness, and focus. They founded a company called ICOM that creates natural solutions to relieve stress, anxiety, frustration, tension, nervousness, and help people live more fulfilled lives. Prior to ICOM, Daniela worked in tech sales for Amazon Web Services, and Michelle was an ex-Goldman Sachs investment banker. Welcome to Foreign Founders.
0: Thank you, Andy. We're so excited to be here.
1: The first time I met Danny was on the streets of New York, uh, basically. I think it was on Bowery, where you were right in front of a bar or establishment. And I was like, oh, someone is selling stuff. I would love to talk to them. And that's how we got connected. (laughs)
2: It, it was a very interesting night, Andy. That's right. I was outside this bar. It was actually at the beginning of the winter. It was getting really cold, and I was outside sampling ICOM, standing, holding my product and telling people, "Are you maybe you want to relax and not have to consume alcohol. Are you sure you want to resort to ac- <laughs> alcohol to relax? And it was, it was it was very funny because a lot of people were like, I want to party. It's like, did you know that you can be uh, equally as fun when you relax, maybe even more yeah. confident? But anyways, yeah. it was fun. It was a fun night, and it felt like fate
0: that we met that night. Danny is definitely the brave one from both of us sampling <laughs> shots in front of a bar.
1: <laughs> you two are sisters. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up?
0: Yes, Andy mentioned we're two sisters. Uh, we grew up in Peru in South America. That's right. Have you ever been, Andy? I've never been. I mean, we might be biased, but I think Peru is one of the most beautiful countries in South America. And um, for those that don't know much about Peru, we're... Of course, known for Machu Picchu, llamas, alpaca wool, and also uh, having the top cuisine in the world. This is probably a fun fact that not much people know.
1: Top cuisine in the world, as in, like, the top restaurants are there as well?
0: Yes. In 2023, uh, yeah. Central uh, was uh, named number one best restaurant in the world. And for many years, it's been, like, top three. Uh, and we're also the country that has the most uh, restaurants in the top 50 uh, around the world. So, uh, yeah, very exciting uh, to have seen our cuisine grow uh, during my lifetime.
1: What are your two favorites?
0: Uh, my favorite is lomo saltado. It's uh, sirloin sautéed in onions, uh, tomatoes, in like a soy sauce, and it comes with rice. Uh, and Danny, which one's your favorite?
2: You know, I'd have to say ceviche. So ceviche, most people don't know this, but it's originally Peruvian, yep. and it's the most it's the most purest form of ceviche because it's minimalistic. It takes um, carries fish, just onions, salt, lime, corn and a little bit of sweet potato. There's been so many variations over the years. Every country has made their own version of ceviche, but ceviche is originally Peruvian. And that's yeah. one of my
1: favorite. That sounds so good. <laughs> I, I know it's like dinner time for us, so I'm like thinking about the food. Yeah, how'd you grow up? Uh, one of the things that I always ask that with founders is because it's really interesting to see your like upbringing brought you to becoming founders and entrepreneurs.
0: yeah. Uh, so our upbringing was uh, a happy one. We did have a very happy childhood, but we did have very, very two strict parents. Um,
2: oh, yeah, we did. Um, growing up in my house was like, my mom ran a military base slash convent.
0: Yeah, very true.
2: Yes, <laughs> that that's that, it was wild how strict she was. and And sometimes I think about like, how that upbringing led us to be interested in entrepreneurship. And I'd have to say that the fact that nobody in our family was an entrepreneur Hmm. probably is what pushed us because my dad was an engineer in the mining industry. And as a kid, watching him not lack freedom to go on vacation with us, miss a lot of family time limited vacation having to miss sometimes big holidays was a big eye opener for me and it made an impression um and i i think seeing also how he he was raising a full family on a corporate salary interesting Mm -hmm. share is because it it was um i saw early age how risky that was because you can lose your job any minute and and one time, unfortunately, he did. He lost it. And and sometimes I, when I hear that people say that choosing a corporate path is mm-hmm. a safe path and pe- people are not taking risks, I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't know why people portray being in a, a corporate employee as a, as being some uh, being somebody that's not taking risks or living a safe yeah. life because,
1: especially. In my- How you're seeing it right now, too. There's, you know, the last year and a half, there's been a lot of layoffs, like huge swaths of people are losing their job. And you seemingly don't have control of when or, you know, where that happens.
2: Yeah. And I understand everyone's experience is different. But in our family, um, yeah, we experience quite the opposite of safety.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I also but, but I but I also think like um, the strictness of my my mom, like how she ran the household has really also shaped us, you know, being very disciplined. And that's right now coming very handy uh, mm-hmm. for us in entrepreneurship and also uh, has really helped us in surviving as immigrants here in uh, the U.S.
1: <laughs> I love that. So who was the troublemaker in, <laughs> in the family?
0: Uh, definitely I, me yes or what would you say danny <laughs> i would say definitely
2: michelle also she was the youngest <laughs> the baby and yeah. the most spoiled and she got away with most <laughs> everything things that i couldn't get away with nice. uh, but definitely a troublemaker
1: yeah youngest Yeah. my, yeah, my just, younger like, sister was also mm-hmm. a big troublemaker too so
0: <laughs> yeah I was, the, I was the one that of course like defied uh, authority the most in the household. Um, yeah. But but even then, my mom was very strict. You know, even even then, I I, I was tamed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, th- that's a uh, that's those are really uh, like great backgrounds, um, really interesting stories. Fast forward, basically grew up in a, a household where you can build skills like discipline. Then you saw your especially your father um, to support the family through a corporate job. Fast forward, when did you decide to move? to the U.S., where you are living today? And why do you make that decision?
2: That's a good question. So I, it it happened in high school. When I was uh, in high school, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I also knew that I wanted to go study abroad and dream place was the U.S. When I started working towards that goal of coming to the U.S. for college, I knew that it would delay my entrepreneurial plans for for a long time because being an international student in this country is not easy and forces you to make have to make safe safe choices right and there are so many restrictions on what you can or cannot do as an immigrant but there's even things that you should and shouldn't do so to increase your chances of making it in this country as an immigrant so for example I knew that I was I always wanted to do advertising. Um, I had a creative mind and so I decided to be a marketing major when I came here. And I'll never forget one day I walked into my marketing professor's office hours and he's and I sat there and he goes, Daniela, you're working so hard in class, getting such good grades. What are your plans after graduation? Do you want to go back to Peru? And I said, Well, no, I, I didn't work this hard to be here today to have to leave so soon. I would love to get some international work experience. And then he said, well, why are you studying marketing then? (laughs) Did you know that you'll never be able to get a job as an international student with a marketing degree? He He was like, if I were you, I'd be studying computer science or IT. And in that moment, Andy, I was like, oh my God he is right what am i thinking so i left his office and immediately ran to the it department i sat in my chair in the chairman's office and i said i need to do a major switch right now because i was already a sophomore so i only had two years left of college to be able to make all the uh, all the credits and be able to graduate on time
1: yeah
2: but it was two of the toughest years but it was uh, it was an awakening I said I have to take a job that no mm-hmm. American that no American wants those are, those are the only the only way I could increase my chances of, of being in this country so when I was finally an IT professional and you have to go through that work visa lottery so it's funny it's not enough to now fight with the other um, science technology majors for that job but yeah. then once you get that company a sponsor, and the company says, sure, I'll spend a zillion dollars on immigration lawyers to to sponsor you. The government yeah. still says, hold on, get in line with all the other international students who were able to land that job. We're going to enter you all into a lottery. We don't have enough work visas to meet not even a third of you, uh, of, of your needs. Yeah. So, So it can be tough. And that's just the road to green card, I think. Sorry, to work visa. Then mm-hmm. comes the road to green card, like. I don't know, Michi, what was your experience there?
0: Yeah, the road to green card is just as tough as the road to H-1B. Basically, when you're on H-1B, you only have six years to find a road to a green card and get approved for the green card within those six years otherwise it doesn't really matter uh, how smart you are how much you've done for a company or the economy here you unfortunately have to go home so uh, it's kind of like the same journey you know you have to find a company that's willing to sponsor you and spend money and like Presenting your case to the U.S. government. And even then, uh, the U.S. government is the one that has the overarching uh, decision of whether you can stay or not. Um, And they take a really close look to see if your bachelor matches what exactly you're doing now, if you're having a true impact on the company that you're working. Uh, They take a look at your salary. Um, The salary, there's like a limit barrier of or salary has to be higher than like Uh, average salary for that position because we have like better skills. so Even that makes it just harder and harder for a company to be like, yes, I really want to help this person um, get a green card.
1: Yeah. The uncertainty that goes into a lot of the decision. And like you said, Michelle, like the final decision maker is this enormous faceless entity that says, yes, you can stay or yes, you can't stay. Exactly. Um, and they have no idea of who pressure. you
0: are, you know, they're just right. like reviewing you through paper. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah,
1: you're right. Can you tell us more about that story of like seeding that idea of ICOM?
2: We both had very stressful corporate jobs. I was in tech sales and Michelle in investment banking. And that combined with not being able to afford getting fired, because that's another thing. When you get fired, you immediately get deported. You're given just a month to find a new job which is crazy. So all of that um, definitely contributed to our chronic stress, our high blood pressure. And I I went through a dark period in my life where it and it lasted many years where I didn't know if I was depressed or I was stressed. And I remember going to a psychiatrist and she wasn't sure either. So she prescribed me medication to for both, antidepressants And anxiety meds. So I was on Lexapro and I was on Clonopin, to be to be exact. And then one day I discovered that I had a tumor in my right ovary. And based on all, and what's crazy is that based on all the tests that the doctor performed, it was a different doctor. Now he concluded that it was the Lexapro that caused this because he had seen quite many cases of women. On the legs of developing this tumor, and he was connecting the dots, and he was kind of making a case for this. And it's sad that nobody's talking about this today. But uh, I, I, I finally went through that surgery, and my parents couldn't come, but Michelle was there for me. And do you remember that time, Michi?
0: Yeah, I do. It was very scary. Um, I was just right out of college. I think I was like my first or second year working. We were both, you know, immigrants, so young. My first time uh, with Danny going through a surgery in a big American hospital, very nerve wracking. And it was like a, it was a risky surgery, you know, because Danny, I remember like they didn't know if they never know if the uh, if the tumor is fully cancerous or not until they actually like extract it and see. So it was very, very nerve wracking from my side. Um, but yeah, we, but it we survived. correct. I mean, I'm saying we, we, you know, we survived that experience. And I think that brought us even closer as sisters.
2: It definitely brought us closer. And it was also a big eye opener for me. And it forced me to seek now a kinder, gentler option to manage my stressful life. I, and at the time, even though I was a very healthy person, I ran marathons. I (laughs) ate very healthy. I didn't drink alcohol. I was just never good at tolerating stress. Um, I, I needed help and the, the, the way I feel stress in my body and I don't know if you can relate not everybody can but there's many that can the stress clouds my judgment it paralyzes me with fear it prevents me from problem solving it just really hinders my ability to think creatively I saw that it started affecting my the quality of my work my relationships simply just taking a deep breath or going to the gym wasn't enough and it's not always an option in the middle of the day and i was in sales if, uh, if you yeah. remember this so right before an important meeting during high stakes negotiations dealing with legal issues clients who wouldn't pay all that is, is i had to deal with stress right there and then i couldn't take an hour yeah. to go to the gym so that's when I got into very sophisticated supplements and herbs, and I tried everything under the sun. I even tried cannabis, cannabis. Mm -hmm. And I started discarding one by one what didn't work for me, what didn't make me feel good. Cannabis was not good for me, even though it relaxes you, it hindered my productivity. Uh, But eventually I found, I made myself a concoction that worked. And I, I, I called it my depression tea. And I still have it in my jar called depression tea. And one day I said, "Man, this name is really depressing. I should call it—I should call it a uh, my happy tea." So you you can still see it. I scratched the word depression uh, depression tea, put my happy tea, in, and I still have it. Um, but uh, but but it was then that I then started questioning myself. Okay, what in here is working? What's what am I wasting time and money on? Right. I wanted to optimize yeah. it because. You get when you start working with sophisticated supplements, you have to understand that not all supplements work well together. Some even cancel each other out. Yeah. So you have to be very careful about how you utilize, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm going to put them all together because I heard they're all good and I'm going to drink yeah. them. No, yeah. and that's when I took them to a PhD in pharmacology and I said, this is what I'm taking. What am I wasting time and money on? What works? What doesn't? What's backed by science? And that is how I eventually came up with the formula for ICOM. And yeah. how did
1: you find a uh, PhD who would help you mm.
2: uh,
1: do this process?
2: It's a very good question. So I had a mentor at the time. And when I shared, like, this is my, my goal, my dream, this is what I want to do. Sometimes it's, it's true what people say that when you set yourself a goal, it's like the universe really conspires to make, help you achieve that that goal. Um, That's how it happened through a mentor introduction.
1: That's amazing
0: yeah yeah and i remember when danny was going through this whole process of you know formulating the drink at that time i was in investment banking i was working over 100 hours a week i was so stressed and so uh danny and the phd and the internal medicine doctor would always like send me a bunch of like different uh testers you know with surveys of how i felt before Mm -hmm. and after and they would instruct me to take them at like the most stressful times and uh, little by little like i was was the first guinea pig we started like improving the formula strengthening it and then uh uh, and then when we we knew we got the formula, we, we, we got it when, you know, in the moments where I also felt like my cloud, my judgment was so clouded or I wasn't sleeping that much and couldn't concentrate, I, I noticed how quick this was making me stay sharp, more alert, making me less nervous, helping me um, lead calls better. And mm-hmm. that's why when I was like, wow, we, we have something powerful here, you know, if someone uh, was such a crazy schedule and a stressful job is feeling the impacts of it so fast uh this can definitely do wonders for absolutely anyone anyone Um, and so yeah that's what we're trying to do here with danny now um and also in investment banking like i remember seeing the having the first insight into like the harmful ways people try to cope with stress and anxiety a lot of my friends were you know uh, smoking, using a lot of CBD, using drugs. And, and this was truly also impairing their abilities at work. Uh, whenever yeah. they would receive negative feedback, they just didn't have the mental resilience to uh, uh, stand their ground and you know process it in a healthier way. The, their neurons were always just extremely hyperactive and they would easily Mm -hmm. break down, have a mental breakdown. And ICOM uh, really helped me go through my investment banking experience much more smoothly. It gave me a grounder, uh, stronger mind to also weather all the criticism and feedback that, you know, comes uh, that is part of that world.
1: Yeah. It's um, both of your situation was, I would say like the perfect catalyst to get ICOM up and running. Michelle just showed the ICOM (laughs) container. The the
0: first (laughs) version, the pilot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So tell us about the pilot. Um, How'd you make it? Where'd you make it? What's in it?
0: Uh, Yeah, so this is our little pilot. Uh, This, we kind of developed it in 2023 to kind of, again, test the market. Uh, As I mentioned, I had amazing results with it, but, you know, everyone's different. We didn't know if there was an actual need for it. So on our pilot, the first three main ingredients are GABA, L-theanine, Terrain, and one herb, Lemon Balm. Uh, We call it the most potent stress relief shot in the market because it has 3,750 milligrams of active ingredients and just to put that under perspective uh your most conventional stress relief over-the-counter uh gummy because that's what's mostly out there gummies will have around 250 to 350 max of active ingredients and this little two ounce shot at 3,750 um so, so, yeah, we, we've had a successful 2023. Uh, we've mostly, you know, we've been selling online. We've been sampling this to people to get a lot of feedback, uh, see where we need to improve it. Uh, and, we, and, and again, yeah, we've definitely identified a big need. Uh, and the, just the stories that we continuously get from customers of people who've tried it and love it. Uh, is what pushes me and Danny to continue on this mission. So many people telling us it's really helped them get through job interviews because they're nervous interviewers, yeah. athletes who are you're just you know so nervous before a match, uh, people struggling from social anxiety, how they've been able to regain their social life and be able to, again, be in the world, feel more confident because they don't let now with ICOM, their social anxiety control their lives. Just so many amazing stories stories um and so yeah so this year we are launching our improved version where we are a group where we are adding two new ingredients uh, magnesium and ashkawanda uh, and this is also based on feedback we've received from people people love magnesium and it's an amazing mineral uh, to integrate into our bodies to help us combat naturally uh, stress and anxiety and ashkawanda as well so yeah we're very excited uh about the new version mm-hmm.
1: I love that. And I will ask about the new version in a little bit, but the two things when you brought up um, the ICOM V1 uh, versus everything off the shelf, the two things that come up to me was um, liquid form, the ICOM holds versus the gummy form. And I would love to know why you made that um, decision.
2: That's such an important question, Andy. I'm so happy you brought it up. Um, Early in my journey, uh, and this is something that enraged me, is that when I was looking at all the stress relief supplements over the counter, most supplements are cheating Are cheating us, are cheating consumers. They lack sufficient amounts of active, um, vital active ingredients to make any real positive impact on our body. They simply are not working. Companies are... Spending all their money on fancy packaging, fancy jars, and so, and also a lot of them are venture backed, and just really being pressured to increase the amount of profits they can, and that's really impacting the formula. The formula they're very watered down. There aren't many liquid formats actually. Where one of were were unique in that sense, but what you will mostly find over the counter is the gummy, right? And the gummy format in itself has limitations as to how many active ingredients it can carry. Uh, but even the gummy being able to carry more, just companies will not do it. They're not going to put the amount of active ingredients. They just want to, yeah, get as much profit and increase the margins as much as they can. And they're not caring about the consumer at all. And that's why I said it's got to be a liquid format. It allows us to carry the most amount of active ingredients we can possibly carry to making it the most, um, the maximum strength. And also allows us to, uh, it allows it to act fast. So, but when you're eating a gummy or taking a pill and you're digesting (laughs) it in your stomach, it takes hours for you to digest it. Whereas when you're drinking in liquid format, it acts fast within 15 minutes to 20 minutes, you'll feel the calming effect and it's going to last for up to five hours.
1: Yeah. Um, and that leads to my second question, which you perfectly uh, relate into was you said, Michelle, you said the the in- active ingredients was like 10 X what off the shelf was, right? Like more 17, than that.
0: Yeah. Like 17 times, 16 to That's, 17
1: That's crazy. Like, can are we able to handle that much? And if yes, then all the -the off-the-shelf stuff is just ripping people off. Is it placebo in that case?
0: Yes, many of it is placebo and sugar sugar, because they taste great. Placebo and sugar. Um, Of course, some people will say it works for them. Maybe just their stress is minimal, or it's just they're finding other ways to cope with it, and they don't realize it um but people that really need to you know calm their minds really have stress chronic stress and anxiety everything out there all those gummies are huge scams and your question about uh the 3,750 milligrams if we can if that's good for the body is like you can take twice that amount Uh, in in the day. Um, And according to our PhD and our internal medicine, if you are over six feet and you weigh more than 190 pounds, you can take up to three ICOM shots a day. So just put into perspective uh, all those amounts versus what an average gummy is providing you there. Um, Not even like eating the whole jar (laughs) uh, might be sufficient, you know, uh, for the dosage that you actually need to calm your body down and you're just filling yourself with sugar. Um, Also, the difference between the liquid format uh, and... Sorry, Danny. You already mentioned it. Is that it acts fast in our bodies? Our body mm-hmm. absorbs it faster, absorbs it better than taking pills or gummies. So that's why Icom acts in fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, and 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 yeah, and, and it's clean, right?
2: It's just it's it's one of the cleanest formulas out there that you can find for a supplement actually one of the famous i don't even want to say a name but you'll recognize the square jar you see it all over CVS res <laughs> relief i'm shocked that it's carrying corn syrup for the mm-hmm. sugar and it's carrying inflammatory oils canola oils in the gummies in the so i'm just baffled how yeah. consumers are not demanding better and well, we're here to change that. Like that was my mission when I created ICOM. Not just create the most powerful, potent, and effective natural supplement, but the cleanest and most gentle in our body as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these these companies who are making a lot of profit, but also doing it in a shortcut way is meant to be disrupted. So really awesome that you two sisters are building something that is – disrupting them and, like, disrupting the consumer behaviors around it as well and the out, out, uh, outcome.
0: Thank you, Andy. Yeah, and, and something also to keep an eye for consumers is uh, when they have too many ingredients, uh, mm-hmm. there are, you know, gummies that have 10 ingredients or even, like, other shots that have 16 12 to 16 ingredients and what we're learning is that in two in these in these like sizes if you have 16 ingredients you really have such low amounts of each that it's as it's the same as like not taking anything um so that's something else that uh listeners should be aware um take supplements that have uh less ingredients, but high amounts. That's how you know it's actually going to have an impact in your body and don't fall for, you know, diluted formulas with like fancy packaging.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would love to pivot a little bit into, because a lot of the listeners for foreign founders are founders themselves or soon to be founders. And I would love to learn from both of you about um, your experience a, as an immigrant founder um, and any of the challenges that you went through there and then B, as like a consumer product founder and any learnings or experiences that you can share there.
0: Yeah, so, so I can oh, start. Oh, 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 oh uh, I think maybe, Danny, we can talk about some scams. I think that's very uh, common in... Uh... That's so
2: funny, Michelle. I was going to say, I wanna. I w- I would want to say two things on that note, Andy. like, First of all, how being an immigrant founder and not just an immigrant founder of a first time founder, it's like having a target on your back for people who take advantage of you and try to scam you. And we actually have a story we've never told before on that note, uh, but also how we get our information and collaborate with other founders. Um, it's yeah, through meeting and speaking with all the founders like this is the way for us to learn and get information. Um I personally love to attend founder events that are female founder events. I that's my personal preference, but you can get it from any event. And I find that uh, female founders, when they come together, we can be very generous uh, in our in the advice that we're sharing with each other. Um, but but yeah, the other side of the coin is being a target for scammers, and I don't know. Maybe we should say the story, um, Michi. You wanna
0: you wanna tell yeah. us? Yeah, so as Danny mentioned, when you go out to the world and you say you're a first-time founder, you know, a lot of people will try to take advantage of you, uh, manufacturers, uh, suppliers, just because they know you have no concept of pricing. Uh, You have no concept of how the market works for absolutely everything any angle in your product. And uh, we have been, now we're much wiser, we can spot scammers faster, but we've been um, scammed left and right or oh, try, try to get scammed left and right by many people. One of the biggest scams we've actually had is by a, actually a famous person. <laughs> a famous person. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to go into full names, uh, but that's one of the biggest experiences that we've had with scamming.
2: I think you should say it, mean, Just say it.
0: <laughs> we're we're with Andy. Okay, okay. Right. Uh, Andy, do you know uh, Chet Hanks?
1: I don't. Who is Chet Hanks?
0: Yeah, so he's the son of Tom Hanks. Uh, He actually reached out to us uh, when we were last year, when we were much, much of a smaller brand than we're now. We were just starting to grow our socials. And he mentioned he, you know, felt... Uh, he had struggled with mental health in the past. And so he kind of liked what we were trying to do. He felt like he had a connection with the product. Uh, and so he told us that he will, uh, would be open to be the face of ICOM. Uh, he would like to be the face of ICOM. And you might, you can imagine like me and Danny being super extremely rookies, uh, just starting our entrepreneurial journey we were like jumping um up and down thinking oh my god this is gonna bring us so much awareness like we are definitely gonna sell product with this and oh wow like we were just so excited uh of course we started uh talking about pricing and he gave us an elevated pricing danny and i scrambled to find that money because we're self-funded uh so we don't have a like a lot of access to capital uh, and we're bootstrapped. <laughs> uh, and uh, we once once we found the money, we were like, yes, let's do it. We kind of talked on terms. Uh, he was going to do stories for us, create videos, drinking the product, talking about how it's, it's connected with his mental health. And he did that for like a week and a half. And then he ghosted us, he ghosted, ghosted us, Andy. Disappeared. He disappeared, and that's where all our marketing money for the year 2020, 2023 went. It was
2: like gone, gone. all of it. Jeez. And we were, yeah, we were hard, we were shocked, we, we were, were hard, shocked brutal. and heartbroken,
0: broken. broken. It was so
2: many mixed feelings, yeah. So um, we've actually never told the story before. Um, yeah. I think it's important to be vulnerable and just open it up uh, and, and open ourselves to this for other founders to hear. Um, yeah. So if there are any founders out there listening who have also been scammed by this person, please reach out to me. You never know. We may have a class ha- action lawsuit. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's crazy yeah. because like you said, um, I, I feel like, People, you know, we, we do assume in some cases where it's like if you are XYZ type like a celebrity, you know, you don't at least have some like dignity around what, what you do as well. And I understand as well, I would be in that same position where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this thing that we've been building and someone is going to help us elevate it to the next level. And, like, not, you know, not notice a lot of the things that are maybe potentially red flags. What were, in hindsight, some of the red flags that you saw, maybe for this scam particular, but other scams as well, whether it's, like, working with manufacturers?
2: Maybe people coming to you, number one. You should really (laughs) trust that. I guess you really got to fight for the people you want to work with, especially with celebrities and famous people. They're yep. the ones knocking on your door. Run, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure there's success stories out there, but uh, I think they're less. And in terms of, in terms of business dealing with manufacturing companies, um, who's going to produce it, sourcing products, I would say. Personality plays a big role, how they're speaking to you. Have they been condescending because you're young, you're starting out? That will matter in the long run. The way they conduct the business will will always come back to that. So values, values. But sometimes these are small worlds. So manufacturers, people that can produce your product, it's a small world, male-dominated, very sexist world. That's when mentors come into play. And if you have mentors that are hopefully older, more experienced than you, that's the perfect time to leverage them. Have them negotiate on your behalf.
1: Mm -hmm. Be on
2: those first calls and meetings with you. So that, honestly, like a lot of the success we've had with getting our product created had to do with mentors taking us uh taking us under their wing and you know who you are if you're listening and thank you so much because yes it is thanks to this this generosity and kindness of them seeing our potential of course and trying to help that is that has made many things possible that may not have been or may have taken a longer time Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's truly- Yeah, anyone who builds a business and tells you they did it by themselves is completely lying to you. Taking yeah. uh, a business is definitely a, a team effort.
1: Yeah, you have a whole network and you two are really good at emphasizing and like having that network of people to support you. So yeah, that's really important. Are you two ready for the last couple of questions?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yes.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask, and you two are the best people to ask this, is for people especially founders who are dealing with stress and anxiety. What are your thoughts on how to deal with that outside of uh, consuming icon? Um,
2: yeah. Go ahead, I, mean, I mean, I can go, I can go first and I would say dealing with the stress and anxiety is two things outside of consuming icon. That's worked for me. A lot of the stress in our lives is created by our inaction. So just delaying things, the, the things that we don't want to do, putting them on hold, not taking that first step, even if it's five minutes towards working to that goal, just add up and sums up. And then all of a sudden we're like living, we're drowning in this to-do list that's creating so much stress and anxiety. So, And I like to give advice that's super actionable. So that's why I'm saying this because, I really want somebody to start applying it today. Just dedicate five minutes, ten minutes to that task. Send that email, send that text to get the ball rolling, and you'll see how you automatically start putting things off your sh- off your shoulder and feeling instant like instant peace. And yeah. then I would say number two, just working on yourself, investing in yourself, thinking, oh, you know what? It's too expensive to get that coach or that class. Take that class. I know I need it. Like all that investing in yourself to help you be better is and making your strength bigger and your and your weaknesses smaller will help you with your mental uh, health.
0: Yeah, that's great advice, Danny. And from my side, I would say uh, being patient with yourself, understanding that if you're stressed. You are living in the past. You're worried
1: mm-hmm.
0: about what you did wrong in the past. If you're anxious, you are trying to get a hold of the future. You know, you're being impatient about what could go wrong in the future. So my advice is have tell yourself, no, it's okay to have done this this way this is natural. This is human. Be patient with yourselves. Yes, I'll get to that. Or like, no, this is not under my control. That's why it went this way. Or like, oh, I, I actually can't control this. So let me just focus on what I can do to try to get the best result. But otherwise, uh, a lot of a lot of life is just doing our best. And, and yes, there is a lot of truth that a lot there that there is a luck component in life. there is a, a of course being prepared uh and like studying and working hard towards something but there is a luck component so we, we, we don't have full control over our results but we do have full control as to what we're doing in this moment and so what Danny said taking action and being patient with yourself mentally is just the best way and the best um, remedy for me to deal with stress and anxiety in that moment. Like some nights I'll be, I'll have anxiousness from everything I have to do. And sometimes I'm a little too lazy to wake up, to get out of bed and pick my eye calm. And uh, I just kind of, you know, close my eyes, give a little prayer and just say, you know, tomorrow I'll just do my best. I'll wake up and I will do my best. And that's all I can control. Yeah,
1: I love it both of you have really actionable insights and advice so I want to move that to the next one for people who are listening that are interested in starting a food and Bev or D2C brand what is one thing that they should be doing
0: Hmm, I would say uh, getting out in the world uh, exploring first uh, the uh, What resources they have, if they feel like they don't have mentors, they don't have the resources that they need or the knowledge, uh, getting out of their homes, joining networking events, asking questions. Uh, A big part of this journey is about being prepared to overcome difficulties that you don't have the skill set or you've never done in the past. So trying to build your toolkit as much as you can before, you know, go to this war uh, is my advice. And also doing a lot of soul searching on whether you truly have a passion uh, for the subject or for this uh, uh, or for whatever, for this technology, whatever you're trying to build uh, and making sure this is something that you feel aligned with, in the next 5, 10 to 20 years, uh, is this something I care about in the long term or is this something I only care about now? Because building a company takes time and if you're really not married to uh, your mission, if you're really not married to the product you're trying to build, uh, you're going to have a lot of difficulty getting that next two steps for your company and like achieving growth because you're not going to be patient um, enough with it.
2: That's really nice, Michelle. I would just add to that, um, surrounding yourself with the people that did it already. And sometimes that's not always possible. There's not always people in your um, circle that have done it, but that's the best way. Somebody who already did the food or, or the beverage can help. And if not, join communities, groups that are food and bev, Food and Bev in New York. Food and Bev for in, women in food and bed. Like, there's a lot of organizations out there, and that's the best way you're going to learn. And the earlier you do this, the better. Before you decide to actually jump in the pool, because we didn't do that. I didn't do that. I only did that after the fact. There's so many things I could have avoided doing. I could have learned. I would. Have, I could have known earlier on. So I would say yeah. that's something they could start proactively doing today.
0: I agree, too.
2: I agree with Love
1: that. Love it. Great, great answers. Yeah. Last one. What are you too optimistic about?
2: I would say mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a deep question. Um, I'm optimistic about ICOM's ability to save lives. And I know this is going to sound crazy, Andy, but it's actually not that crazy because... Some people are experiencing such high levels of stress, anxiety, depression in their lives that if their judgment becomes impaired for just one split second, they could make a bad decision. And sometimes this decision could be fatal. So and then whether somebody is going through this type of level of uh, stress, anxiety, depression or simply just having the day, day-to-day day stress, uh, not being able to live a fulfilled life, perhaps they're single parents trying to raise children, nervous people, people with social anxiety, whatever it is. I'm, I'm optimistic that ICOM can help both uh, people in both scenarios. And because I truly believe that life is worth living and worth living, feeling fulfilled. So that's my dream for ICOM.
0: Oh, that's so what's so sweet and beautiful, Danny? Um, I I feel optimistic about uh, the positive ripple effect that ICOM can have in our society, in our world. Uh, many people are currently, you know, making decisions with a very tense, frustrated mind, and I think that as a society, we have misunderstood calmness. We've become addicted to taking stimulants, addicted to uh, having anxiety. We think anxiety fuels us to be more productive. Uh, And we haven't been taught that, you know, having a calm mind is a powerful mind. We haven't been taught that the true power lies in being grounded. Um, and, And that's because a calm mind makes us make better decisions, makes us also be kinder towards each other out in the world and solve problems more effectively. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about us uh, treating each other with more love and more patience, making better decisions for each one of us in our lives um, and not letting stress and anxiety uh, take results uh, from our efforts. Uh, not letting us stop us, achieve our goals, uh, going to meet out people, um, not letting us stop us in any way.
1: I always love the ending the episode with that question because I, it really ends it with a, like a nice uplifting message. And both of you today, I was so lucky to be able to um, have you on the show, um, hear two optimistic outlooks from both of you. Um, for those who are really interested, they see that they have the need for ICOM, uh, how can they go and buy it? How, if they want to reach out to you, especially, you know, the other founders, how can they reach out to you? Where do you want to direct them?
0: Yeah. So if you're interested in trying ICOM, uh, right now we just launched our pre-order. So go to www.icom.com uh, and you can reserve your Icon for $1 and receive a discount for up to 30% when we officially launch in March 1st. If you want to get in touch with me and Danny, uh, you can email Danny at daniela at Icon, and I monitor mostly hello at Icon. Uh, if you tell us you're a foreign founders listener, we will definitely answer faster to you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the way. Also, Instagram. You know, we are such a small company. Uh, it's just me and my sister mainly doing everything so whether you uh, ping us through instagram or through email it's, it's gonna be one of us <laughs> there's no one else there's someone no else <laughs> you can reach out to us whether it's to
2: learn more about icon or just to get advice from us as founders so yeah we're open to helping in any way we can
1: i love it and i'm really looking forward to march first and getting the second batch of your product in the mail. So I'm super excited to talk to you and learn more about stress, anxiety, your founder journey, and ICOM. Thank you so much for joining the show.
2: And Andy, I want to say thank you for creating this safe space for immigrant founders to be able to open up, talk about our journey, and hopefully help other uh, founders, immigrant or not, have that leap of take that leap of faith get the courage they need and and hopefully make their journeys easier so thank you you're doing god's work and yeah we appreciate you for doing
0: this i agree with that thank you very much andy
1: thank you so much for listening if you found this valuable you can subscribe to the show on apple podcasts spotify or any of your favorite podcast app one more thing Forum Founders is a new podcast, so please consider leaving a rating or review. That helps more people find the show. See you on the next episode.